Welcome to the John Sandwich Show! <laughs> Can't believe it. I don't look like Bane anymore when I'm going to be talking. <laughs> I swear to God, it felt like I was drinking this beer for two hours. That it's a scam. Did it touch you? Did it touch you? Yeah, it made me, made me feel things. Should we let everyone else in on the conversation? If it's too loud, they just turn it down, right? Perfect sandwich. Beautiful. Cause it's the beer of destination. What's yeah, up? I watched this uh, amazing video called Solo Sailing Los Angeles to Hawaii on the twenty foot twenty-three foot boat. Uh-huh. It's just forty minutes of him like detailing it. Well, that's fun. Amazing. Pure that sound amazing. Perfection. The whole reason YouTube was created. Yeah. It just starts off with him shoving off. There's no annoying like intro where they're like talking for 10 minutes about mm. God knows what. And further ado. Right Say what? Oh, with the, the obligatory. And without further ado. Right. And without further ado, the reason you clicked on the video. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, fuck, man. But he just does it. And, uh, like you just oh for one thing the sailboat is going amazingly slow Those two days he was sailing you could still see the land oh really yeah uh he was out there for 27 days and uh it's real choppy when you can still see the land and it's pretty looks like it's moving around uh like his first night, you can just kind of see the anxiety within him because it was his first like long sail. And of course, it's the ocean, so it's completely dark and it's just swaying and your boat's just swaying around. That's interesting. It's a surreal piece of media. So, sure. so where did he sail from? He sailed from Los Angeles to Hawaii. Damn, dude, I bet you that was a fun trip, though, if you're, if you're like, into that. Yeah, that's right. got to be amazing. It's got to be, like, I don't know if uh, you would call it, like, adrenaline junkie-esque, but, like, to do that by yourself, that, like, that would scare the shit out of me. Just, you'd have to have, like, superb navigation skills, like an awesome boat, because, you know, you're in the open water for days. Yeah, and this guy uh, was actually using traditional means using a sextant using the sun all that stuff he throughout the night like if the wind changes he has to get up from his cabin where he was resting and change the sails uh he has to hold what is it the aft i don't that wooden thing that you hold in the back that like kind of steers the ship yeah um yeah 2100 miles nautical miles Dude, that's crazy, man. I and, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it it's totally a, an adrenaline-fueled thing because this guy, to make himself feel better about halfway through, he threw out a mooring line. He's like, in case I accidentally fall off the boat, which is somewhat unlikely, but he has, like, this really long cord with a buoy on the end of it to, like, grab onto in case he fell off the boat. Yeah, that's... I'm like. That's crazy. Like, I don't, yeah, you'd yeah. be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be able to do something like that at all. 
fuck no, dude. That it's honestly terrifying. Yeah. I mean, the extent of my adrenaline junkie in me is pretty much just four by four in the Jeep. Yeah. That's probably as far as I go. But I'm only going like two to five miles an hour, like up hills and around rocks and tree stumps and what have you, you know? So, I mean, it's crazy though. Those two to five miles, I mean, you're white knuckling some of that shit and it's, you know, some of it's pretty crazy, you know, when you're uh, off camber and stuff and you're, it feels like you're going to tip over. Yeah. yeah. And then there's just 20 feet of sheer cliff behind you. Yeah. I've never done that, but it sounds pretty scary. It's pretty scary, but it's, it's fun too. It's not like overly adrenalized, but you know, for, I mean, some people like to go fast, you know, do the hundred plus miles an hour. I prefer to go slow. Just take my time two five miles an hour it'll get me through you know yeah what's like your biggest adrenaline thing you do uh man well i like all manners of roller coaster there's no roller coaster that i'd be like much no like i'm gonna get on the wildest roller coasters and i want to go to cedar point do some of that but that's pretty tame as far as adrenaline junkies go. Given the opportunity, one adrenaline-fueled thing, maybe... Uh, well, camping is kind of... I think anything that makes you feel alive could count, and camping is one of them, especially when you're like not in a regular campground. Like I've noticed here, there's like campgrounds where it's just like yeah, a yeah. park. Yeah, yeah, it's you're supposed to be camping here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so you're talking in about New Mexico, like, like it's just outside. There's yeah. no real like camping ground. Like it's a place where you are allowed to camp, but not a campground. Yeah, you're talking about like real roughing it. Yeah, which we did once, and that was pretty great. I want to do that again. Yeah, and like the Jeep community, there's a it's called like overlanding well it's not just the jeep community but a lot of jeepers do it's called overlanding where you pretty much have like a rooftop tent and you're like on your rig or whatever and you just pretty much just go up in the mountains find a spot you know uh four by four all day and then at the end of the day find a good spot to a nice level piece of ground and just like pitch up your tent and uh hang out yeah that's some good stuff yeah i need to do that as an adult now because i was like 13 I think around that age. Yeah, I'm yeah. As soon as like when I get my uh, newer Jeep, that's what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be more of like an overland rig to where you know we'll spend the day out wheeling, you know, going out hundred miles wherever, and just camp the night and then come back on Sunday sometime. You know. Yeah. There's this uh, there's this trail that goes from it's called the Washington BDA. Uh, BDR, so WABDR, the Washington Backcountry Discovery Route. And it goes okay. from Oregon all the way to Canada. And it's like a 800-mile trail. And it's just pretty much on the west side of the Cascades. And you're just like, for six days, you're just uh, four by four and you're wheeling and camping like the, the whole time nice yeah Dude, so we should do that uh, oh yeah i'm definitely i want to do it as soon as i get a newer jeep because i have a 91 and it's it's almost 30 years old you know yeah 
But if okay. I had like a like a nineteen ninety nine Impreza, take that shit. Yeah, I don't know if the Impreza would make it up there. Yeah, it's a little too low. Yeah, not enough ground clearance. Drive though fixes everything, doesn't? I mean, it, it's good you for can like do anything. Yeah, I mean, unless the rock is taller than your tire. Yeah, and it's, I'll just smash into it. Yeah, I mean they're. I mean, Impreza's and stuff, they're really meant just for, like, more rallying, you know, like, dirt roads, like, fire service roads and stuff. Not really, like, four-wheeling. That's something I've always wanted to do, but probably will never do, because, obviously, automobile racing is incredibly expensive. Just to do, even with a shitty car, is... Uh, I used to be so into rallying. Oh, yeah? And I would still totally do a rally track if given the opportunity yeah so do you know how to like drift and all that stuff uh i kind of do i've drifted nice. in my truck nice in the parking lot of my high school yeah because i know awesome. a, a lot of rally driving is a lot of drifting around the corners and stuff yeah a lot of scandinavian flicks yeah. and what have you yeah that that'd yeah. be fun man like uh, i'd uh I'd try it out, but I probably wouldn't be very good at it. Like I said, I'm a five-mile-an-hour yeah. type guy. <laughs> right. I probably won't be either because I've seen how f how fast these guys fly through the track, and yep. I'm probably going to be taking it slow. Oh, yeah. When it's a six-foot-wide road or, like, seven-foot-wide road with uh, huge trees on each side, mm -hmm. I, I probably don't have the balls to be doing 80 like some of these guys do. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, some of those people are crazy, man. Yeah, they're on crack. Yeah. The way they steer and change gear and all that shit. Mm -hmm. They're also driving like $150,000 cars. Yep. And it, all while it's just bouncing around and all that. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, it'd be fun, but if I was driving someone else's car. But like you said, I don't think I'd have the balls to go 80 miles an hour around a corner on a dirt road with trees everywhere. Yeah, and some Jim Connor shit, $12 million. Yeah, uh, but I guess try it out, I guess, maybe. I mean, if you're into that, good on you, man. <laughs> you know, like... I think an easier thing to do would probably be, which is second on my list, is uh, fly a helicopter, which I know Payne Field, that's somewhat near us, is... Uh, uh, does have those helicopter you take the wheel kind of things for a modest price of like 150 160 bucks oh really uh for like 30 minutes of helicopter flight hmm. i think that'll get my blood pumping and you I'll actually take the wheel fly a helicopter and you actually take the yeah, wheel you, or the stick or yeah, whatever the yoke I, yeah the yoke and uh whatever the other fucking switch is that you pull up yeah uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, they they have like a beginning class that you go through. It's like three hours long, and then you can, uh, I assume, the instructor is like flying most of the time, but at some point you do get to like fly around and learn about it and hmm. probably get sold on getting a private license. Which yeah, is probably. Like $10,000. Yeah, I was uh, actually, uh, I applied to go to like when, in my younger years, like when my early 20s i tried to get into helicopter school but 
Yeah, but cool. uh, uh, being colorblind is kind of frowned upon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like applied and everything and was like super excited about it. And, you know, because I don't really think about like colorblindness very much in my life. Like I know I am, but it's not like one of those things that I think about every day, you know? It's like that's all you've known. Yeah. So it's just you don't notice it. Yeah. So yeah. Denied. Fuck, dude. That sucks. Eh, it is what it is. Yeah, it just makes you you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is weird things. though to get turned down for something that, you know, is part of your everyday life. You know, it's I, I guess some it's not a I don't it's not a disability. Like I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm disabled, <laughs> you know, or anything. But it is like yeah. it, it. Sometimes it is a burden, you know. Like, you know, like getting denied for hel- helicopter school. I know, um, electrician, like all that stuff. There's a lot of jobs I can't do because I'm colorblind. And like some oh, of yeah, them, I'd be like dude. really good at it, you know. Yeah, I know you don't want to say that, but that's as much a disability as anything, you know. Yeah. Like if it keeps you from achieving certain things, then it totally is. Yeah. I know you don't want to. I know you're not the type of guy to walk around and be like, "I'm disabled." Yeah, 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 for sure. Sad for me. Yeah, it is weird though. It is weird. Um, all the time, like uh, Mary, she doesn't give me shit, but she like I'll be like, "Oh, I like that color or whatever," and she'd be like, "What color is it?" And I'll say some like random ass color. She's like, "That's not even the color. Nope, that's not it." And I'll be like, "Oh man, I really love the color of that car." She'd be like, "What color is it?" And I'll just be like. Oh, it's gray. She's like, yeah, that's that's not gray. <laughs> I was like, all right, never mind then. I don't like that color. <laughs> Apparently, I like it's, what I see. Yeah, you know, it's like I sometimes wish there was yeah. a way to like scan your brain and like whatever color you see is the color you could make it. Oh yeah. Well, I guess for me, like it'd be a pretty. Uh, neutral world for everybody else i don't know if everyone else would want to see my colors well just for the car yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. for the car um it just is the window yeah i don't know like one of those these times i'll probably try out those glasses the colorblind glasses the only problem is is like i've known so long my life without the glasses it'd be weird to use the glasses and see all these colors and then like not have them on all the time does that make sense? Yeah. It'd be like, if you didn't have them, you'd be like, damn, I had these glasses. Yeah, I, I think I might, like, make me more depressed knowing that, like, for 30-plus years of my life, like, I've been missing out on all these colors and shit and not be able to use the glasses, like, like contact lenses or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure, but... From what I hear, it's somewhat mild. For most people. The the colorblindness? Yeah, like, of course there's those videos of the people, like, they weep at the sight of colors, but yeah. for what I hear, you're like, most people kind of feel, they kind of see like, oh yeah, the, the reds are a little brighter. Mm-hmm. And stuff. And then like all the yeah, shades and stuff. Sometimes not crazy. Yeah, yeah you can differentiate, differentiate some shades better. Yeah. But it, it's definitely yeah. not like a cure all as long as you have it on, you see it all. Yeah. Kind of it is an interesting technology though. It is. I and have no idea how they do that. And I and like being colorblind, 
I'm curious if like it is a hundred percent. Like I am like I'm very colorblind. Um I'm not the most uncommon one. I'm like uh I forgot the names, but there's like three types of colorblindness and I have two types. Like so like pinks and grays look the same to me. Um all shades of red, orange, green, um, blues, purples, like pretty much you know, like I see primary colors, but all like the shades afterwards, I have a really hard time uh, figuring that stuff out. Right. But like if I if I put on these glasses and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can see greens, but like everything else still seems the same. You know, does that does that make sense? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll probably try them out sometime. Yeah, I think you take a test online. And then it sends you on. Sorry, can you repeat that? You cut out right there. Oh, uh, so I think online, I forget what the company's called that makes these glasses, but if you, before you buy it, you can take a test, and which is a free test, and you can see the results. Uh, but it'll give you a bunch of those classic, you know, the spots with the numbers in it or letters, whatever you. Yeah. And uh, it, gives you a readout of what you have it'll say like oh you're whatever the red orange and then the uh, other one as well or that one where you can only see purple and like pink Mm -hmm. which is a pretty rare one yeah but uh and then it takes that result and i think it puts you in some group and they send you the appropriate uh the appropriate glasses for that interesting yeah, I um, I will say this though, like uh, taking those tests, like so I have taken like the bubble test or whatever, whatever you call them. I think like I am because I'm colorblind, like I am better at patterns because like sometimes I could see like the pattern of like how the bubbles are shaped on how they would like put a, a number in there. Does that make sense? Oh, so even though you don't see the color, you can still differentiate, like, that's a five in there. Yeah, sometimes. Like, sometimes the pattern of, like, of of how, like, the five would shape out. You know, like, I could see, like, it's not like I could see five, but I could kind of see, like, the pattern of, like, the bubbles and stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I, like, I don't know, I've been, like, you know, I patternize, like, everything. Do you remember when you were a kid and like they had those pictures that were like lines and stuff? And you're like, oh yeah, if you look at it hard enough, you uh, you'll be able to see like um like yeah, a bird yeah, yeah. in there or whatever, like those crazy things. The like, magic eye, yeah, the one with the fucking dolphins. Yeah, yeah, they had a bunch of them. Like they had a whole book on it, right? And like this yeah. is when I like really knew like I was seriously colorblind because I couldn't find any animal. I could never see any of the pictures i was like i don't like and for a long time like i thought i was like dumb right because like i I could never see anything out there it's like i don't understand how people are seeing dolphins and shit like i don't i don't understand like how are you seeing dolphins or an eye or whatever you're seeing it was because i was colorblind and i just couldn't see it it was physically impossible yeah it was physically impossible for me to see it that sucks dude (laughs) yeah so like I like I honestly like I just thought it like you know being like however old just, I was I just thought I was like a fucking idiot or stupid or dumb you know it's like I I must be too stupid to figure out this complex yeah. picture <laughs> you know what I mean 
Yeah. Dude, I, I know a little bit how that feels because I was put in the uh, the dyslexic class. And oh, yeah. I felt so dumb when I walked in and it was just like four other kids and they're all like practicing reading and stuff. And I was like, oh, God. And, but it's like plenty of people out there. I know for a fact a lot of uh, super smart people are colorblind. Mm hmm. And I feel. That sometimes comes up because it's, it allows for more focus on other things. Yeah. Because think about it. You can't, you can't get your eye drawn as much by, like, flashy ads or mm -hmm. some shit like that. Yeah. You have to, like, physically read everything because you don't... There's not just some, like, neon green that just immediately pops out at you. Yeah. So you have to subject more, and I think maybe the practicing that just as you grow up in life, like, makes the difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, I, I could, like, I'm definitely more of a, I wouldn't, well, like, I'm a somewhat of a visual learner, but I'm more of a reading and doing learner. Like, visual learning is okay for me, but I'm definitely more of like, okay, I'll read it, and, and I'll do it, or I'll watch someone else do it, and then I'll do it. Like, like, pictures, like, I'm not very good with, like, picture learning, you know? Yeah, like IKEA instruction. Well, yeah, those are fine because you know. Well, you see the pictures and then you read the pictures, and like, I'm not like terrible at it. But like when I was a kid, it's like I'd much rather like watch someone do it or read how to do it versus you just show me a picture of like this complex problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Using blocks. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, well, why don't you just show me or let's let's read about it and then then we'll do it. Yeah, give me like a step-by-step -step in text. Yeah, exactly. What type of learner are you? Uh, I definitely love the step-by-step -step in text because I can fall back on it pretty easily. And then also just learn by doing. I'd rather, like, especially in IT, like, have a, just sit over me and tell me what to do just one time. Mm -hmm. and I will memorize it and I will figure it out and like I need to build the muscle learn by doing yeah. mostly yeah but I do like the readout of just bulleted text yeah you know I, I feel like the bloated like the text is like the best in my opinion like the best way to do it because they're usually a lot more detailed than anything else yeah and like Usually when like sh someone's showing me like how to do something, I have like the text work with me and I'll be like, oh yeah, this is this part. I see what you're doing right now. So yeah, that completely makes sense. Like I see you doing it and I read like that's how you do it and that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like putting a face to a name. Exactly. Kind of yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, which is crazy like how people learn and like the complexity of like the human brain and how everybody is a little bit different but it's still all the same and uh, is you know if you think about it it's amazing just like how people like grasp information you know what i mean like just looking at yeah. the pictures like oh man i totally get that it's like how do you how do you just totally get that you know yeah complex ideas yeah just yeah people learn differently and some people they love being just shown uh like in front of them Mm -hmm. And 
like some people get shown working in IT, they get shown like how to do something one time over like a screen share and they're like, how do you not remember all of this? And I'm like, I, dude, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't do stick. it. And for a lot of people, it sticks. Yeah, I'm definitely there, a doer. But, and I also know that a lot of people other than me have like a lot worse memory. Yeah. Con- where I feel like they're constantly hassling me for like with questions and not knowing how to do something. But mm-hmm. I do the same thing just on a different level. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's say we'll get shit right away. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Like even now, like, excuse me, even now, like what's cool in like this technology era and like, uh, kind of like we're in an era where like, we're starting to understand the human body and the human mind a little bit more, you know, cause we're like science is starting to become like a bigger, um, presentation in our society. Right. And like, yeah. even like little things like common core math, I know like us old people, we really hate it, but like the whole idea and principle of common core math is yes, it's a new way of learning and a new way of doing math. But once you understand the super basics of everything, you could practically do any math equation in your head. And then like, there's no yeah. need for anything. It's like, even though common core math sucks getting taught and like when you're a kid and being a parent, I'm not a parent, but like, I've read a lot of parents and watched a lot of videos of parents trying to teach common core math. It sucks because they're bringing in new ways of teaching these old ideas. Like math is centuries years old, millennia, you know. But yeah, like these, it's older than us. Yeah, like math exactly. has always been. So these new math teaching ideas and philosophies, like, are you know, we may not get them, but they're in the long run, they're going to expand our mind. And expand this younger generation's mind of being able to do things that, you know, we weren't able to do. I mean, think about, like, maybe not our parents, but our grandparents. They were probably just barely getting used to calculators. And their parents, our great-grandparents, were using calculators on sticks. You know, like the wooden wooden little things, you know. And just, like, the advancements of technology and the way we teach people how to do things is, is honestly amazing, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, math is totally more than just numbers. I wish teachers would have taught that more in math class. They just usually said, well, you're just going to have to learn it. And, uh, like, math is more than just numbers. You can use math in any situation logically. Like, you can use it as logic. Even though the way you learn it is through numbers and symbols, once you completely master it, it's yeah. like it's like a feeling almost. Oh yeah, for sure. So you can use yeah. that math to like actually live your life and like have patterns of thinking that are advanced that you would otherwise not have. Yeah. So like Especially I basic math. I kind of wish I was like taught common core when I was a kid, when I was a child and stuff. Because in my high school youth and everything, like I was always a mental math type person. Always. Like I always I had a I had a harder time putting the problem out on paper than I had just mentally doing the problem. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. You know, sure. like I was definitely a mental math person. And I don't know. I like uh 
the way I view math is it's probably not different than anybody else, but I don't, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain how I do mental math in my head, but like mental math to me was just like that's you know how I like to do it. Like when in I think sixth grade, it's like intuitive. I, yeah, in sixth grade I had like a college level math, like I tested for, and like my teacher was like, "Why are you failing these tests?" It's like I just don't like writing things down. Like I'm not a I get anxious. I'm not a writer, you know, and but like when I did the test, like I was just like, man, you were a very high level math, but yet you're not doing well in school, you know, so like I don't I just probably just don't agree with your teaching philosophies or something like that, you know? Yeah, and it's hard to just slow your brain down to a crawl so you can write it all down and stuff like your brain just goes as fast as you it just goes, you know? Yeah. And writing it down, you're just like, okay, well, you have to slow it way down and write down all your stuff and remember the steps, like, perfectly so you can write that down. And Yeah. Yeah, it's just slowing your brain down. Yeah. I, I don't know. I uh, had some ADHD. Like, I used, like, the... I, I used to be on, like, Adderall or whatever they used to prescribe you. Or what have you it's just like you know it's just riddling riddling or whatever before. yeah it's like i don't i don't know i, I never i didn't care for it you know because it's like you know like i'm a very i manage my own body like the way like i feel um my body should be managed like i know i have like my mind is always racing and i'm twitchy and like i'm playing drums in my head right now you know and like moving my fingers and stuff like that but like the way I manage it is the way I like to manage it and like you know I got to the point it's like I don't want to manage my myself with medication you know what I mean yeah there's like I'll figure out my Especially own when ways. you feel like you can figure it out yeah and I've always I've always been that type of person it's like yeah I'm, I may be a hypochondriac sometimes but I feel like like I know my body better than anybody else and like my own mental um my own mental thoughts and like the way I view my body are are better medication than any doctor could prescribe me in that sense you know of course there's prescriptions that you should be definitely taking and stuff and some people need medication but like something for like ADHD or whatever like I think I've just been able to figure out how to calm it in my own body if that makes sense you know just like my anxiety like i used to have very bad yeah like i used to have very bad panic attacks very bad anxiety and i still get anxiety i think everybody does but like my level of panic attack panic attacks have gone down dramatically just because i feel like i understand my body more than i used to which is kind of an empowering thing you know yeah absolutely so is Eric gonna get on? Yeah, I think he is. So um, this was a short pod, a really cool pod. But uh, maybe we should cut this one short, and then we'll start a new pod with Eric. Uh, yeah. You wanna do that? All right, cool, 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 yeah, cool, 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 cool. All right, this has been your bonus pod. Yep, a bonus pod. It will be a yes. yeah. You got to dive a little bit into the. The John and John part of the sandwich. Yeah, this was a true John sandwich. Yeah. The In the middle of the sandwich is the audience. Exactly. Well, uh, thanks, guys. Um, 
keep on listening. Remember, you could download this podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. And guess what? If you have a smart speaker at home, guess what you get to do? Just say, hey, whatever smart speaker I have, play the John Sandwich Show, and we'll play it on your smart speaker. How awesome is that? Playing the John Sandwich Show podcast. Episode Shelter in Place. Episode 6. See, that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. It starts out like, sup, fuckers. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, until next time, have a great time. You can follow us at the John Sandwich on Twitter. Thurston Q on Twitch for John's uh, Twitch channel. And uh, thanks for listening. See ya. Goodbye.